Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to the early line. We are live right here on SportsGrid on a Monday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie Wright's hiding over these next two hours. There is a lot to unpack. A full weekend of football delivering every step of the way. DRS, Happy New Year. How you feeling? Happy New Year to everybody out there. Hopefully it's prosperous here in 2023. It didn't start off as prosperous for me yesterday. Thank you, Carson Wentz, and thank you, uh, Gardner Minshew, yesterday. But hey, put the smile on my face. It's ready to get back to business. Week 18 here, national championship focus. Bowl games today, Kevin. There isn't enough time, but we will make time today. We certainly will. We begin with the NFC South being locked up by Tom Brady as the Carolina Panthers somehow, some way, allow this offense to wake up. It's probably because all their starting corners got injured, so they were playing a JV secondary. And I guess finally Brady and Evans found their groove. 432 passing yards for Tom Brady. Three touchdowns all caught by Mike Evans, who had 10 catches for 207 yards. And the Bucs get it done 30-24. to I mean, I'm telling you right now, the NFL, we're going to talk a lot about these games later in the show, but they're they're doing me dirty and a disservice, Kevin. And what I mean by that is every narrative I can't stand is coming true right now. Don't don't let Tampa Bay in the playoffs. Watch out for Brady. Don't let Green Bay in the hot. I can't even take it anymore, Kevin. My head's going to explode. (laughs) Well, I don't know. They did wake up. Oh, my goodness. Maybe they're hot. They did. Maybe they're dangerous. We'll certainly unpack that. Well, uh, certainly the Carolina Panthers didn't want to face him is what we found out. Well, the play of the game did come from a punter uh, as they tried to blow that all up. I'll tell you somebody that everybody wants to play, Minnesota Vikings. This is one of the worst teams in football, arguably. I mean, it's my, them and the Houston Texans, baby. But they're 12-4. and four. The Green Bay Packers are 8-8. Eight and eight. Shout out Aaron Rodgers. Mathematically, not only are they not eliminated – as they control their own destiny. Going into week 18, they beat the Minnesota Vikings 41-17. Yeah, when the Vikings don't feel like showing up, they really don't feel like showing up. And how about this one, too? When the Philadelphia Eagles lost, uh uh-oh, extra energy in the building for the Vikings to take down that possible number one seed. Yeah, good luck with that one. Nice way to show up there, Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings have no interest in the one seed. They just want to be the three seed and play the Giants, Mm -hmm. I think, perhaps. Again, uh, shout out to the Minnesota Vikings for being terrible. The Giants did clinch, though, and Daniel Jones with the game of his life against the Indianapolis Colts. Reports swirling around the New York Giants. They want to keep Daniel Jones long term. A big win for the Giants 
and a big win for the rest of the NFC East that they are going to commit to Daniel Jones. This is wonderful all around. Yeah, and how about before the game, some news leaking there from Indianapolis. Boy, they really would like Jeff Saturday to be their head coach next year. My goodness, based on what at this point? <laughs> but having said that, the Giants were supposed to do that yesterday. They were the heavy favorite in that game final in the season. They put that team away, and Daniel Jones did play a very competent and good football game. Four combined touchdowns here. Two running, two passing. There you go. Yeah, yardage on the ground was great. 91, he lit it up in the air. Big time, 177 yards. Franchise quarterback, baby, lock that five-year extension in. We could It's it's all we could ask for here on the early line. Absolutely a, a terrifying set of circumstances. We also had a huge result for the Miami Dolphins. Not just the loss, but the injury report. The quarterback position continues to pile up. The New England Patriots win 23-21. The Pats now control their own destiny going into Week 18, a matchup with the Buffalo Bills. The Dolphins not out of it, but it looks like Skylar Thompson will end up being their quarterback as the radio audience enters the fold here on a Monday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright side. Teddy Bridgewater injured. Tua still in concussion protocol. And Skylar Thompson probably going to be playing with the season on the line for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, 14-7 lead there for the Dolphins disappeared in the second half. Are we the, is, is everybody still happy with Mike McDaniels? Is it all giggles down there in Miami and everybody loves the guy because they're on a losing streak here. Not making playoffs would be absolute destruction down there. My goodness. What happened, Dolphins? They were 8-3, and three, now going to be 8-9 wow. and nine and out Ooh. of the playoffs. We go over to the college football playoff semifinal. Now, the most immediate victory lap. There are people that think we should have less of these games. We will scream at you later. Let's just talk about how great they were. TCU beats Michigan 51-45. A great back-and-forth affair that at multiple, multiple times looked as if Michigan was done. They had the football with an opportunity to go win that game with less than a minute to go. But TCU holds on here and advances to the national championship. Yeah, tremendous there. And a little bit later in the show, when I do my listen up, I am going to formally apologize to TCU as I thought it was a placeholder. And Michigan got the better draw because they got to play TCU. Something about TCU, man. It's one of those teams where everybody says they shouldn't be there, including myself. And yet they go ahead and knock off Michigan and head into the championship game. They lose their star running back, Kendra Miller, early in this football game. DeMarcado steps up 150 and a touch on the ground. Max Duggan was great as well. Uh, and then only to be followed by Georgia-Ohio State, the game that brought in the new year as Ohio State's kick at the gun is missed. Basically, as we turn the calendar to 2023, 42-41. Stetson Bennett, 398 yards, three touchdowns, one on the ground as well. And the Bulldogs' chance to repeat stays alive. Yeah, it was all over this one. Quarterbacks over one and a half touchdown passes checked out. The Ohio State squad with the plus six and a half checked out as well. And also, you did have a decision to make. Did you want to watch the ball drop or did you want to watch a field goal go wide left? The choice was yours. Or you double screen that thing and figure it all out. Uh, also, Bryce Young played against Kansas State and he played the whole way. Six incompletions, five touchdown passes. They lit up the Wildcats. We'll be right back after a quick break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back right here on Sports Grid. And I think the biggest result yesterday in the National Football League came between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers. The NFC South on the line. Carolina would have still needed to handle their business in Week 18, but a win would have put them certainly in the driver's seat to take home this division and host a playoff game. The Bucs were simply winning in, and that's what they did, though it did not come easy. And it actually looked like this was going to be a Carolina route. A 14-0 start to this football game, a 21-10 second-half lead. In fact, a 21-10 fourth-quarter lead suggested that this was going to be Carolina's game. Eventually, though, the Bucks' deep passing game that had been gone all season long found itself over the course of this game. A 63-yarder in the second quarter, a 57-yarder that was soon followed up by a 30-yard touchdown pass, all hauled in by Mike Evans, set the Bucks up here to win this football game by six points. Their first home cover of the season, in fact, the Bucs now get the benefit of resting all of Week 18. They might send a, little, a note to the league office that we forfeit who could possibly care. I don't know. Maybe some will say they should put their guys out there and try and keep the momentum rolling. I highly doubt that will be their approach. But the Bucs now, Donnie, get to host a opening round playoff game in their building despite all of their struggles. Yeah, look, sometimes you got to perform when the lights come on, and it just seems like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I was getting quite a kick out of this early. Man, Carolina's moving the football. They got the lead at the half. They got a double-digit lead in the fourth. Can't wait to read about all those. Hey, Tom Brady, if he wants to leave Tampa Bay, where is he going to go next year? Well, he threw 45 times. Finally, 432 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. And the thing that we've been waiting on all year, because something wasn't right, even though Brady is a shell of informed himself to me, but yesterday, you had your top wide Wide receivers really get after it. Mike Evans, where you been for the back half of the year? Shows up 10 catches, 207 yards, and three touchdowns. Also, Chris Godwin, nine catches for 120 yards. You finally had the big-time players step up in a big moment, and they were able to pull away a victory. This has come quite a few times here for Tampa Bay where they let it get to the fourth quarter, and they put 20 points on that Carolina Panthers defense. That's impressive. Left for dead and buried to start that fourth quarter. Tom Brady comes all the way back here, just kept chucking and chucking and chucking, and finally it was making those connections there to Mike Evans. Because you remember, I guess the downfall of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers season, 
was against the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Mm-hmm. First or second play of the game, wide open 75-yard touchdown pass to Mike Evans. He dropped it and seemed like everything was off after that play. It looks like maybe they excuse me, resurrected themselves here entering towards the playoffs. Frustratingly poetic, the fact that this team flipped their season around on these Mike Evans passes here in this situation as you lay out. It's easy to discredit, at least I think it is, what Tampa was able to do. Because if J.C. Horn doesn't get injured, this probably just ends up a 24-10 to 10 route by the Carolina Panthers. That's at least what we would have seen from this team all year long. But the Bucs had not been able to take advantage of any bad or unfortunate defenses that they came up against. Last week, they played the Arizona Cardinals, who have been a lifeless group for quite some time now. And it meant absolutely nothing. I mean, the week before that against Cincinnati, they lit him up until they didn't. They completely fell asleep at the wheel. So the fact that the Bucs were even able to take advantage of a bad secondary is a good sign. I think what is still tricky, though, now is the last image that we are going to get. I Again, I cannot imagine a world that they are going to march Tom Brady out there next week. That would just be absolutely stunning to me. The final image that we're going to get before the Bucs host either the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles is going to be Tom Brady throwing for 432 yards with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin combining for 327 of them, three touchdown passes hauled in by Mike Evans. It's the type of stuff that was supposed to make them a scary team. You look at the odds to win the conference, Tampa down to 9-1. to one. First time in a while we've seen them underneath that 10-1 to one marker. And it is understandable because as much as Tampa Bay has been able or has fallen all over themselves, it feels like if they play Dallas, we have seen Dallas hit their floor too often. Dak has a turnover problem. And if you give Tampa enough time to hang around, we have still seen that fourth quarter special stuff is there for Tom Brady. And if it is the Philadelphia Eagles, It means the Eagles will have lost three consecutive games going into this matchup. It maybe would suggest that Lane Johnson would not be ready for that opening round wild card setup. I don't know what it would mean for Jalen Hurts. Again, that would mean the Eagles will have lost to the New York Giants in week 18. Tampa Bay, I don't think, has enough juice for a full-on Super Bowl run, Donnie. But... They are still going to be live in this opening round matchup that they are now guaranteed to play in. It's hard to win on the road. It it is. And it's even harder to win on the playoffs on the road. But I still think you're trying to match up. Once you get to the playoffs, Kevin, you know, you separate, like they say, separate the men from the boys here. The pass rushes really kick in. Now, Carolina does have a decent pass rush. They actually sacked Tom Brady three times yesterday. But you're right. You're able to get really after that secondary. And credit Tom Brady. I'm not going to take anything away from them. But once you get into the playoffs, if it is the Eagles lead the league in sacks here, they're coming. They're going to sack Tom Brady five or six times. The Dallas Cowboys also have an elite pass rush that should be able to get home against Tom Brady. We'll see if they can still continue to perform. But as I said before, 
I was actually hoping the Bucs would get knocked out of the playoffs for that old tired narrative, don't mess with Brady. But he's actually proving that narrative pretty true here by continuously coming back when they are dead and buried in the fourth quarter, which means you have to put this team away without a chance to come back, which you thought that was going to take place yesterday when Sean Smith scored that touchdown about a minute, minute and a half into the fourth quarter. Like, oh, here they go. But they put some degrees together and also big time pass. Nothing helps a quarterback more when it's one-on-one. Let me throw it up to you, make a play, and go get a touchdown from it. And Tom Brady continuously did that. Credit to him for putting the ball into position for Mike Evans to make plays. But also, Mike Evans, welcome back into the NFL after being dead for so long, it felt like. Quickly on the Carolina side of this, because they are not irrelevant to the conversation. Panthers fired their head coach in the middle of this year, traded Christian McCaffrey, and also moved off Baker Mayfield. And we're sat here with a double-digit fourth quarter lead and an opportunity to win a division. It feels like Steve Wilkes has earned this job. Some maybe will say that Sam Darnold's earned a chance to run it back next season. I do think Carolina needs to be cautious with all of that and take a hard look in the mirror about what the actual direction of this team is. They are 6-10. and ten. The Panthers looking around and going, hey, we, we might have something here. You, you might, but you, you probably don't. You probably don't. And you probably should draft a quarterback inside the top 10 for the first time, even though you've been promising yourselves to do that for a while. And again, Steve Wilkes, you can take a legitimate look there. But we know just so often that it is the young offensive coordinators that seem to be catching the eye of these hires. And a lot of them are able to stick. If Steve Wilkes is your guy, then so be it. But it puts a lot of pressure. Then make sure you get the offensive coordinator hire correct when you are going to likely then pair that with a new quarterback. Running back Wilkes plus Darnold does not feel like the best step forward here for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, just not, I think what you're getting to, Kevin, is like a fool's gold. This is taking nothing away. I thought Wilkes an absolute sensational job where when he took over, you were probably lucky if the Carolina Panthers won another game. If you remember that game way back in Los Angeles where it looked like they were just running a high school offense and embarrassing themselves. What a turnaround here. But I think you're correct. If you're going to take away that Donald threw for 341 and three touchdowns here in a huge game on the road against the Buccaneers and say, let's translate that to next year, we've seen this sort of stuff play out before. What's the expectation? next year you won six this year eight games don't put that fool's gold ahead of it because I do think if Wilkes does come back you want to get a new quarterback but at the same time you are correct Kevin the way the NFL works typically now is get that young quarterback but get him with a mentor who's a head coach and an offensive guy I don't know if they're going to go that route here so Carolina Panthers they get some tough decisions to make here coming up over the next couple weeks Certainly so. We're going to take a quick break here but when we come back Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers Certainly not mathematically eliminated. That's next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back with you right here on the early line, taking a look at the NFC wild card setup here. And the Green Bay Packers were a field goal favorite over the Minnesota Vikings, a team that entered seven and eight, playing a team that was coming in at 12 and three. And nobody was surprised that Green Bay was a favorite. I think a lot of people I was talking to felt that Green Bay would be the side. And boy, were they. 41 17 final score. It wasn't even that close. Now, a kick return touchdown, a pick six. This was not some Aaron Rodgers masterclass. He was good in the game. He was fine in the game. He didn't need to do much, though, as Kirk Cousins must have found out that this game was somewhat important. I guess the 425 start broke his brain again. Three picks in this game. The touchdown was absolute garbage. It was thrown on the score. was 41-3. to Totally irrelevant. Justin Jefferson, who was looking for not just the single-season record, but to become the first-ever 2,000-yard wide receiver in football, One catch, 15 yards, and the Green Bay Packers now control their own destiny into making the NFC playoffs, needing just to win next week at home against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, and the Detroit Lions might even not even need that game next week because they might already be out of it here. So kudos to the Green Bay Packers. But having said that, the pick six, one of the few things I did get right was this Green Bay game. And it wasn't even because of the handicap that I thought was going to be possible. I thought the Green Bay Packers would win this game, Kevin, by margins. Why I took the alternative line at minus six and a half for a nice payout. But that was based on the Philadelphia Eagles already handling their business against the New Orleans Saints, therefore putting a little bit of a hush on the Vikings trying to get that number one overall seed. So I also said, hey, Dalvin Cook's probably not going to play that much because the game won't mean that much. Under 71 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, 27 rushing yards. But again, the game still meant a lot for the Minnesota Vikings, and they didn't even show up. This is the issue that we continuously have and talk about with the Minnesota Vikings. You can flash up. They won 11 games this year. They're 10-0 and in one-score games. But then it's like, oh, well, don't worry about the four losses where they get absolutely hammered. Look at the close games here. No, you level up in competition in the playoffs here. If the Minnesota Vikings now were holding on to that two, they're slipping to the three, and could they slip even further if they lose their final game? It's going to be interesting to watch this play out, but it's one of those where they're hovering all season long with one of the best records in the NFL, and nobody is even blinking an eye. Why? Because when they level up in competition, it's not even from a competitive standpoint. Sure, go beat the you know Lions by three points or this team by two points or the Giants by three points on a late field goal. It all works out in the end to have a massive comeback against the Indianapolis Colts. Keep that one in mind, too. A massive comeback against the Indianapolis Colts. Did you watch the Colts yesterday in the Meadowlands against the Giants? You needed a big-time comeback against that football team. Absolutely, they did. But they get slapped 41-17. Where does this put them heading into the playoffs? They're going to have a home game, but are we going to start looking now at the Vikings going, okay, against inferior competition, you can win a one-score game, but you level up. You might get blasted at home. It's interesting times here in Minnesota for sure. And, again, the Vikings side of this is, is, is hardly irrelevant, but the Green Bay Packers here – 
are the story. Just a couple of weeks ago, the Green Bay Packers were set up to what we thought maybe considered benching Aaron Rodgers. Perhaps the worst take in the collective history of sports media. Not an individual person, but a number of people. Even both myself and Donnie here saying, yeah, maybe Rodgers should just pack it in. Let Jordan Love play these last couple of games here. We all know the season's over. They, They are favored to make the playoffs now. Aaron Rodgers needs to beat Jared Goff at Lambeau Field to make the playoffs. It is, by the way, and, and, and Devontae Adams is unbelievable. He's having another phenomenal season and just made Jared Stidham look great against the best defense in football. But Derek Carr got benched. Derek Carr got benched. How's that decision going? And again, I understand why Devontae Adams made that decision. I totally do. It's like, I can't put my, I can't sign a five-year deal when every year I'm going to have to figure out if Aaron Rodgers is going to request a trade or go retire to play Jeopardy. I, I, don't, I don't know what we're going to do here. I get that all. But the Green Bay Packers are here again, likely to finish above 500 and one of the scarier teams in football. I know the Niners have owned Rodgers to some degree, but if that's your 2-7 and it's Brock Purdy versus Aaron Rodgers, we're going to be thinking about an upset potentially. The Packers will be one of the hottest teams in football. The best part of it is it'll probably still end with the Packers disappointing in the playoffs and us saying only imagine if they had Devontae Adams, then they could have gone on a legitimate run. But the, the, the consistency of Green Bay is the story more so than any one individual's particular greatness. This team has been the one seed with Matt LaFleur multiple seasons. All they do is win. They have not lost in December 15 straight games and are now set up to make the playoffs as dangerous as any team. It is a phenomenal job here by every single person involved flipping this season around. And maybe you take a look at the Packers here and say, you know, the the chip on their shoulder will now be, okay, we needed a late run to make it into the playoffs, Kevin, as opposed to the old MO is let's run it out to a 12, you know, win season, easily walk away with this division, then line up against a team that's hungrier and would knock us out in the playoffs. Because if you remember, Aaron Rodgers' only Super Bowl championship, the only time he went to the Super Bowl when they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, was going on the road as a wild card, winning every game on the road before they even made it to the Super Bowl and were still an underdog against the Steelers at that point. So maybe you can use that, but also the ways Green Bay have been winning. Now, I wasn't all that impressed from their last three wins. Oh, Green Bay Packers, hottest team in football. Look who they played, and also if Tua Tagovailoa doesn't get a concussion, the Green Bay Packers probably get blown out. But you do need breaks on your way to the playoffs, and some things need to happen. Any given Sunday is certainly a true monitor here but Aaron Rodgers throws for 159 yards and one touchdown and the Packers put up 41 why opportunistic defense scoring touchdown one of the better kick returners in the league returning a touchdown there in the first quarter when they were down three to nothing to set that momentum back up in their direction the Packers anytime you have a world-class quarterback you're going to have a legitimate chance anywhere you play but I don't know if we're going to be looking at the Green Bay Packers much differently here because next week and also keep in mind Sometimes, Kevin, playing your best football at the end of the season is a lot better than playing some of your best football at the beginning of the season. They'll come into the playoffs on a win streak with a lot of hype and on the road where maybe it's not so much of a letdown for them. It's a fascinating setup here. Uh, and again, the Viking side of it, as you mentioned, it's very relevant. I, I, They're one of those teams. I have no idea why they would play anybody in Week 18. 
it, it would make absolutely no sense to me. Let the Chicago Bears win a game. Early line here is Minnesota minus two and a half in Chicago. We'll do a lot of this tomorrow, but that should be a Nick Mullins start. Justin Jefferson is, look, could he have 200 yards against the Bears? Yes, but that is so ridiculous to send him out there for four quarters when you now are going to play the New York Giants in the opening round are unlikely to catch the Niners as is. That is probably going to be the transition point there. For Minnesota. We also, and we might as well then get to Lions Bears of this as well. There's three mm-hmm. teams really in this race now. The Detroit Lions absolutely smash the Chicago Bears 41 to 10. Though there's aspects of this game that, that, that is a bit puzzling to me. As the 10 Chicago Bear points were all scored in the first quarter, Justin Fields had 100 rushing yards almost immediately in this football game as well as a passing touchdown. And then everything fell apart for this offense. In the second half, it wasn't until one of their very last drives that they picked up their first first down of the second half. I don't know if the Lions were able to figure something out here. The Bears stopped caring, a combination of it all. But Detroit just continued to pour it, pour it, pour it, pour it on. 265 on the ground, got through for 255, and they kept their postseason hopes alive. Yeah, Detroit, I mean, you were talking about hitting the gas pedal on offense this season where you didn't know what you were going to get out of Jared Goff. This team has two good running backs, a fleet of wide receivers, and obviously Goff playing well and also playing extremely well on play action, which works with a great ground game. But this one I do want to focus on the Bears. They're 3-13. and And, you know, everyone's you know, over the air or off the air. Kevin and I talk about some certain games and instances. Now, yesterday I did lose a passing prop on Justin Fields. But it's one of those, Kevin, if you would have told me, He's going to play all the way through Justin Fields. Detroit's going to score 41 points. Like, man, thinking and dunking down the field. But you're right. Like, what happened in this football game? Because Detroit is known as maybe not if the worst, close to bottom five worst overall defense, including the passing game. Or excuse me, defending the pass from the defensive backs. I don't Seven of 21 for Justin Fields for 75 yards. And I had to keep on checking, Kevin. All throughout the other. Oh, he's got to be on the bench too, right? Because he got checked for a concussion late in the first half when he was stripped sack fumbling. Like, that'll be it. They're never going to bring him back. And they did. And he still could not do anything here. Seven of 21 in an absolute blowout. And I know we are so caught up, Kevin, in highlights and Madden plays. Whoa! PC Justin Fields. Yeah, someone played quarterback this year. He's got to learn how to throw the football here and stay in the pocket because even after that long run that had 60 yards, gets up a little bit gimpy with the thigh. Then he takes an unbelievable shot to the head on a play where he lost a fumble, checking out a concussion. I love Justin Fields, and as I told you, he's a bigger, faster, stronger Cam Newton. That's not going to last two years if that's the way he plays where I need to run for 100 yards a game and take hellacious shot after hellacious shot. I, I mean, I can't say Justin Fields going to learn to stay in the pocket. He flipped his entire NFL career around by being able to do what he can do with his legs. The, the, the passing has to try and catch up to some degree. He is also throwing to some of the worst wide receivers you, you will find. Leading wide receiver in this game, Equinemius St. Brown. Let's, I mean, let's, you know, try and evaluate the situation here for what it is. Seahawks, Jets, quickly. Seattle is not going to be able to control their own destiny. They're going to determine, though, how Detroit feels heading into that game against the Green Bay Packers if those games are not going to go off of the board at the same time. That is still up in the air. Monday night football is going to have the answer for that. But Geno Smith and the Seahawks here handled their business, but largely the defense held down the Jets. No touchdowns and a second-half shutout kept Seattle in the mix. 
Yes, and also more so like a good win by the Seahawks, right? Keep their season alive. Geno Smith, two touchdowns, no interceptions, played a well game. Obviously, Kenneth Walker, sensational running back. Quickly here on the Jets. Best thing that could happen to the Jets, they lose yesterday because you know Mike White stinks, and you're not going to play him into a contract next year. You know Zach Wilson stinks. Quarterback is up for grabs. Get a quarterback, stay healthy. Next year you'll be fine. Best thing that could have happened is a Jets loss, and it happened. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back with you here on the grid. Trying to set up all the different scenarios that Week 18 is going to deliver. Uh, we still have the number one seed up in the air as the Philadelphia Eagles lose at home to the New Orleans Saints. A very slow start for the Birds. The Saints opened this game with a nine-minute touchdown drive. The Eagles did not secure a first down until their final drive of the first half. But 13-0 was 13-10 in short order in the second half because the Saints are bad and the Eagles have a lot of talent. But then the reminder kicked in that Jalen Hurts was the favorite to win MVP when he was out there and that Gardner Minshew is a backup quarterback. Even if you think he's one of the good ones, he's still a backup quarterback. And Jalen Hurts is absolutely special. The Philadelphia Eagles were 13-1. and 13-1 and with Jalen Hurts. They have doubled their number of losses on the year in the two games that they've played without him. 0-2. The Philadelphia Eagles, to me, are still fine. Because, yes, two of their very best players went out out there. Of course, Jalen Hurts as well as Lane Johnson. You didn't really need, though, to find this out. You should have already known the value of Jalen Hurts. I guess you did. I guess somehow missing two weeks of football is going to get Jalen Hurts paid even more money whenever the Philadelphia Eagles look to give him their contract extension. But this was a missed opportunity here for the Philadelphia Eagles as they go down in their own building 20-10 to to the New Orleans Saints. 
Yeah, it looked like one of those games where the team was actually disinterested, at least on offense at this point here. You know, you figured coming home from being away from home for your last three games, this was going to be one of those hat and T-shirt games. Go away and put away the New Orleans Saints. You win the division. You get the rest up, and you don't have to any worries here. And now you extended your season one more game. But still, the bigger picture is there. Get the number one overseed. Get the bye week. Come together and see what you could do in the playoffs. The Eagles are getting injured at the wrong time. You saw Josh Sweat. We'll see what's going to happen with him. But he was moving all his extremities. Was released from the hospital last night one of the better pass rushers that they have. You're also down your best safety with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and also in the slot of Ante Maddox and then maybe the best right tackle in football, Lane Johnson. And if you could have picked up one snippet from the Dallas Cowboys game, couldn't get any pressure that entire way through with Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson missed that last like drive and a half, and you saw the Dallas Cowboys ratchet up the pressure on that right side of the Eagles line and started to get home, not in sacks, but just getting unbelievable pressures against Mitchell. And yesterday you saw, that was the New Orleans Saints game plan. Really mess around with the right side of that line, but just keep on bringing the heat. Why? Because Gardner Minshew can't get away from it the way Jalen Hurts can. Have you seen so many times during the Eagles' regular season where, yes, the offensive line was in full capabilities of uh, being a very good offensive line, meaning nobody was injured there, Lane Johnson, Malata, Maliata, and also um, Kelsey at center. But having said that, you want to blitz Jalen Hurts? What do you do? Oh, look at that. Quarterback draw, 30-yard touchdown run. We've seen it multiple times this year. You blitz Gardner Minshew, Kevin. He's not getting out of the way of those pass rushes here. And you saw that yesterday. A disinterested game, which was kind of interesting in the second half because the Eagles were only down three points late in that game in the fourth quarter, put a drive together and a field goal. We were waiting for that to actually happen. The pick six and an all jumped route there by Lattimore on the outside was a sensational play. And he hasn't played in like seven or eight weeks coming back into the fold. This was a bad loss by the Eagles overall, but I don't want to say that it's a devastating one because if the Eagles are healthy with the one seed in the playoffs, it's about all you can ask for at this point, right? It is. It's that it can be potentially devastating. It's that now week 18, everybody has to play full go for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's all, it's that if in the room, because again, we all know that the Eagles know the answer to this, even though they'll never tell us, they know whether or not they wanted Jalen Hurts to play again this season. Well, now they have no choice. He will be playing next week. Early reports already suggesting as much. So all of these things taken out of the Philadelphia Eagles' hands because they could not beat the New Orleans Saints in their own building. I... I and you can start to question a number of things, right? I thought that they were passing the football way too much in the beginning of this game as Miles Sanders was ripping off a smooth five yards per carry in this game and did the entire way. The defense stepped up, though. They didn't allow a single point in the second half. As you mentioned, that was a pick six that got put on the board here. It's, again, just a, a simple reminder, though, that Jalen Hurts should still finish second at worst in MVP voting. Not that that really matters. I'll tell you this quickly, Donnie, and we'll be able to, you know, I have a lot of weak love, but I think Sirianni lost coach of the year. I think it's going to end up going to Kyle Shanahan. They, they haven't lost a single game with Brock Purdy. This performance here, you know how recency bias works into awards, and I'm not sure it's, by the way, a bad move here. I, we, I don't think they've reopened coach of the year markets, but I would anticipate that that's not going to be Kyle Shanahan's award. And, and that's a, it's, it's sort of the feel, and I think you hit the nail on the head there, Kevin. If it would have been the opposite, where the Eagles lost their first three games of the season and ripped off an unbelievable streak, then he would mm -hmm. be that. I still think he does deserve to be in that conversation because if you lose your – and also keep in mind, 
San Francisco 49ers didn't lose the NDP of football in Jimmy Garoppolo, right? It was almost like a plug-and-play system that you're not trying to see, which gives Kyle, Kyle Shannon quite a bit of credence. But also, I thought this was a perfect spot for Nick Sirianni as the same way we were taking a look at it, Jalen Hurts coming back into this environment, saying, all right, we lost to Dallas by a couple points, could have won that game, handled our business against you know the New Orleans Saints. Even if it's, the Eagles won 13-10 to 10 in that game, I think Sirianni would have clinched the coach of the year, but I do think you're right. It opens the door for a lot of possibilities here. But again, you might be able to get it back right where if Jalen Hurts comes back against the Giants backups and the Eagles go 41-3, to that leaves a better taste in your mouth from what you just saw from Nick Sirianni and the Eagles. One of the nice things for the Eagles is that they should be playing a Giants team that has precisely zero starters on the field. They've clinched their spot in the playoffs. 9-6-1, the Giants are going to be, I believe, that locked in as the sixth seed here. 38 to 10, they beat the Indianapolis Colts. Daniel Jones with two in the air and two on the ground as they beat this lifeless Indianapolis Colts team <laughs> that is just falling apart even worse than I think we could have anticipated here. Foles, sadly, the magic is gone, left this game injured, and the Giants once again, DRS, securing their spot here in the NFC playoffs. A phenomenal job all year long by Brian Dable. We just talked about Coach of the Year. I think he'll get plenty of consideration from voters. I think his odds will probably be even shorter as well heading into this football game here. Uh, in an important one, albeit in a bad opponent, Daniel Jones with maybe the best game of his career. Yeah, and how about this? Colts actually had a 3 to nothing lead at the end of the first quarter. Oh, no, what are the Giants trying to do out here? They poured on 24 points here in the second quarter and easily walked away with a victory. But I have a question for you here because we do look at lines, and the Eagles favored by roughly 14 points over the Giants in the upcoming game because the Giants aren't supposed to play any starters. The Eagles are a better football team overall, and if Jalen Hurts is coming back, Rightfully so, the Eagles are going to win. But from a Giants perspective, and I don't want to say let, let's go back into the past, right, where the Giants had everything locked up for a playoff spot, but the New England Patriots came to town here undefeated. Hey, Coach Coughlin, let us play in this game. All right, go out and play. Even though they lost that game, it sort of propelled them into the Super Bowl and a Super Bowl championship. If I'm the Giants, like, what is your reasonable expectations for the season? It was outrageously amazing that they actually made it into the playoffs. Why not play your starters here, though? I mean, honestly, why not go try to knock the Eagles down another peg here in a division game and try to set yourself up for the playoffs? Because what are you worried about for the Giants? Like, who's going to get hurt? Most people can't even name a single wide receiver Saquon. that they have or outside of. Well, exactly. If you just say, okay, Saquon's not going to play, but everybody else is full go, why not do that? Like, what are we risking here for the Giants other than shoving it to the Eagles and heading into the playoffs with ultra momentum at this point? Well, uh, yeah, so I think that's a crazy idea. And that's not because the Eagles played this team and they beat them by roughly a billion points. I get it. So, yeah. so sure, you can send your starters out there minus Saquon and get embarrassed and that's good for nobody. If Daniel Jones gets hurt, they're significantly worse. Kayvon Thibodeau has been phenomenal. And also, if you think they're talentless, do you really think they can afford then to lose any players in the game? It's on the road, so it's not like if you put a performance on for your fans. Donnie, I, I, that would, if they play starters, Brian Dable's a bad head coach, zero coach of the year consideration. He's got no idea what he's doing. No idea. But I'm, I'm looking more to. But I, I always look more towards the future. The Giants aren't winning anything this year. But I think it will go a long way to sell their team oh. on. Hey, man! Every week we get after it. Let's knock the Philadelphia Eagles down. Let's play next week. Because well, so put it this way, Kevin Saquon Barkley plays this week and gets hurt. 
doesn't play and plays in the playoffs. They're one and done. They're probably going to be one. Even though it's the Vikings, oh, they just played them tough. I get it. They're probably one and done. I think it'll mean more from a Giants perspective to play the Eagles as tough as you can, whether or not they get blown out, whether they win or lose, just for building that foundation here for Brian Dable in the future. Giants aren't going anywhere in the playoffs. I think the Giants would do wonders. This is me from an Eagles fan. I want the opposite. I don't want any, I'm a bubble. I wanted them to petition the NFL, as you like to say. We don't even want to play this game. Is it okay if we don't show up and give the Eagles the number one seed? That's probably what they would want to do. But if there's a game that has to go on here, and again, you can't rest everybody in the pros, I would love to see the Giants try to go full tilt and knock the Eagles down. Wouldn't that be great for them? No, hey, man, Eagles were the one seed. Yeah, pff, they didn't even win the division. Back to the five or six seed? My goodness. Yeah, no, but again, as bad as that would be for the Eagles and, and all of that there, you can't say that the Giants are guaranteed one and done because you know that they are very likely to play Minnesota. The Vikings are not that good. And they just played, and it was decided on a 61-yard walk-off field goal. Now, the Giants will be a dog in that game. I'm not telling you I'm going to pick the Giants to win. But prioritizing maybe sticking it to the Eagles over a winnable playoff game is it's just bad decision making you can get around. them both it, it really is you can get them both it's yeah you know what they'll get them they'll get them both i hope they play everybody i hope they play everybody i look forward to tyrod taylor's start in minnesota lastly here the commanders and the browns now listen i love a good i told you so and i ripped a smooth i told you so when Wentz took this job off taylor heineke don't worry, though, everybody. You have the chance to return the favor. Carson Wentz was horrendous in this game. And all things considered, it's the worst game of his career because it's probably the game that ended his chances at an NFL starter. Next year, he'll be somewhere in this league. He'll be a backup quarterback. Maybe someone will get injured and he'll get the chance to start games again. But nobody's going to enter a season saying, do you think Carson Wentz can bring us to the playoffs? 16 for 128, 143 yards in the air, no touchdown passes, three interceptions. The commander scored 10 points against a Browns defense that has been mostly awful all season long. Their season is over. Ron Rivera had no idea their season could end until the game was actually over. Tough scene there for Ron Rivera. But Wentz and Washington done here in week 17. Yeah, Rivera's a bad coach. Can we just start there at this point now? Because And also, let's look at the commanders. I had the over in this game, Kevin, over 40 points. One of the first games I locked in, but I really like this. Because Wentz was going to start, which I love. It's always boom or bust with Carson Wentz. Big play or a big interception. I said, you know, the Cleveland Browns are going to probably approach 20 points. Never my wildest dreams that I think that the Washington commanders would be so inept on offense. And I blame Ron Rivera. What was the reason for starting Carson Wentz at this point? For you to get one look at him on the first drive, throw a bad interception, and then decide, like, you know what? Let's not pass anymore and just see what we can do. Why didn't you just pull him? Why did he start? Like, why did you let this play out? We're like, you know what? We don't trust Wentz. We're not going to let him throw the football. And he's rightfully so not to do that, but not put Taylor Heineke in at any moment in this game. And I don't even like what Taylor Heineke brings to the table, but it is such poetic justice to be in the post-game press conference where you have 30 staff members and at least once a week, once a day, you should be getting briefed. Hey, coach, remember, here's the guidelines for the game. Here's what has to happen. Because that wasn't a joke at the end of that press conference. That was, hey, you're, you're, you're out of it. And he's like, oh, wow, we're actually out of it? Well, maybe that's, uh, maybe I should have changed quarterbacks. I didn't even think we could be out. That's unbelievable. Fire the guy. Get rid of him. It, it, uh, it actually really could end up being a fireable offense. We'll hit the Jacksonville Jaguars after the break.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And... Producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Um. Closing out hour number one here, we're going to take a quick little look at the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. Because the Jags, I still thought they had an interesting decision to make, but as we got closer and closer to this game, it did feel like that decision was very clear. Now, they said they were going to play everybody, but I, I mean, it was clear that they meant it, that this was going to be a spot for them to play the full way. Luckily for them, they didn't really need to. 31-3, to the Houston Texans got back to their old ways here uh, as this was a smooth walk for the Jags across the finish line here. 8-8, eight and eight, and f- at least for themselves, all of that momentum stays with them, which is uh, phenomenal. And I still think there's a world where they could be the seventh seed here uh, if they tie, or though maybe the tie, I guess, means they would still win the division. So I guess it's all going to come down to the final game. But the Jags wanted to go out there and push it forward. They did, and it worked out. Good for them, too, because we talked about this for most of the season. Doug Peterson is a calming influence on an organization that was in a lot of turmoil last year. Never did we think that the Jacksonville Jaguars would be in a position to actually win the division, maybe outside of maybe making a a wild card run, but you figured maybe the Colts would have risen up here, won 10 or 11 games, or maybe the Titans. But that's not the case here. The Jaguars are the best team in this division. They'll probably show it this weekend, but I love the fact here, in the same way, Kevin, I was talking about Dable and the Giants, you're building a foundation for the future here i didn't know if i could take doug peterson at his word where we're going to play everybody's like i don't know if that's the best decision they won 31 to 3 and as you said kept that momentum moving forward i love what the jaguars did put away the texans come home now put away the titans and head into the playoffs i think the question for jacksonville as they are a big time favorite in that game uh it's going to be a saturday setup they're laying six and a half points is just how dangerous are the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, if they are able to cross this finish line and beat Tennessee? Are they good enough to go on a real run? Not just win a game, but be dangerous the whole way because they've been playing some great football for a while now. We go to hour number two, talking about the Rose Bowl in the Monday college football action. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 